stuck in a sketch, Tom would get us unstuck by finding an object to play with. Take the Julia Child bleeding to death sketch. If you've seen it, you probably remember it. And yet another brilliant performance by Aykroyd. Julia's doing her show and demonstrates how to cut up a raw chicken with a very sharp knife. The knife slips and she cuts herself. Badly. The rest of the sketch is an orgy of spurting blood as Danny's Julia attempts, against her panic, to calmly show the audience what to do in such an emergency. Nothing works, including a dish towel tourniquet and the chicken liver she's told the audience to save fails as a natural coagulant. Tom and I are looking for one last thing, one last thing for Julia to lurch for before she passes out. Tom finds the phone, of course, the wall phone on her kitchen set. Julia grabs it. The phone, simply call 911. And pulling it to her ear, she realizes, it's a prop, and drops it, staggering woozily, somehow never losing her Julia Child cheeriness and passing out, reminding the audience one last time to save the liver. I'm often asked to name my favorite moment at SNL. There isn't one. Not a moment. But what I answer is Tuesday nights, or usually very early Wednesday mornings, when we were writing sketches for read-through on the 17th floor of 30 Rock. My prototypical memory is of me and Tom rolling on the floor laughing at something that had come from one of us, or Danny, or Jim Downey, or any number of the hilarious people we worked with. A job really doesn't get any better than that. Tom had me laughing in high school. In 10th grade, I transferred from public school to the Blake School, a prestigious private school in Minneapolis that had been chartered at the turn of the 20th century as a school for Protestant boys. They started letting Jews in in the middle of the 1950s to get the SAT scores up. When I got to Blake, I was surprised to learn that every school day started with chapel. Chapel began with the singing of a Protestant hymn, uh, followed by a speech by a faculty member or student, another Protestant hymn, and then announcements. Announcements for the chess club, for a United Way drive, for any school organization with anything to announce. One morning, Tom and I did an announcement for the Drama Society, and everyone loved it. Soon, if you wanted students to pay attention to your announcement, you got me and Tom to do it. We were parroting movies of the day like Cool Hand Luke. If you don't go see the Glee Club perform after school, you spend a night in the box. So Tom and I got our start in showbiz in chapel, making funny announcements. During high school, Tom spent a lot of time at my house. Tom's father, Don Davis, was the son of an alcoholic. In fact, Don's father drank himself to death. Don was rigid, judgmental, and had a giant chip on his shoulder. As you'll see, what Don Davis was most afraid of was that his son Tom would drink, take drugs, have premarital sex, and drop out of college. Don Davis couldn't have done a more perfect job of guaranteeing that precise outcome. There's the time, for instance, when Tom came home to find a headline taped up on the wall of his bedroom. Student takes LSD, cuts off own penis. I don't mean to be harsh about Don. I always had a soft spot for him because, well, he was Tom's dad.
but the soft spot existed only in theory. It could never survive more than a few seconds of actual interaction with Don, who resented me for getting his son involved in show business. It's been years since I've seen Don, which is why I talk about him in the past tense. You see, Don is still with us. Sort of. He lives in Arizona in an Alzheimer's unit. He actually doesn't have Alzheimer's, but some other form of dementia. He's also psychotic. Tom tells me that the doctors believe the psychosis kicked in while Don was in his 20s. I bring this up only because Tom is taking care of Don. Tom's brother Bob, the straight-laced one, the hockey captain who went to Middlebury, the good son, has refused to speak to his father for years, and for good reason, believe me. So Tom's taken it upon himself to take care of his father. Tom goes back and forth to Arizona and keeps in touch with the doctors by phone. Oh, and Don's still difficult. Actually...